This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 328, Super Federation of Soul Guide. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Hunter, we have uh, two tournament winners in our midst today, actually. Uh, today, uh, you, you did it. You've done it. Hunter has progressed through the qualifiers. Yeah, who cares? And Matt Martins won a game in the Async tournament. Wow, That's he's awesome. really done it, folks. He's really, he is, he's awesome, the one. Matt. He's a winner, man. What a, what, what a world we live in. <laughs> I mean... I'm just so good at the game. Great job, dude. And yeah, I, I, I really want to congratulate you on, on winning that game that took however long it took. I mean, I'm sure it took a long time. Uh, so th- that's great. And, you know, I always knew you could do it. I don't feel like you always knew you could do it. I mean, actually, your tournament uh, record is like kind of flawless at this point. Like every time you've played a tournament game, you've basically won or at least progressed through the first I round. I mean, yeah, it's two, yeah, two for two. You are right that I'm two you for are two absolutely, in the first round of a, of a extraneous tournaments. You are absolutely one of the greatest Twilight Imperium <laughs> players that has ever lived. What? Why are you laughing? That's not even, I'm not joking. You are absolutely absurd. that. It's it's an absurd thing. You are the man, dude. The man, like, dude. You, you are the guy. Nah, I love pumping right. you up. I want to be the guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, heck I don't yeah, know. Bro. I don't even know who those other players were that you were playing against. They probably suck. <laughs> you know? I don't know who they are. They're, they, they're not known to me. Uh-huh. They're Shout not like out. absurdly famous. Rand uh, did end up being in that game, but only for the oh, final round. Oh, I know who round. Rand is. <laughs> yeah, you know who Rand is, but... Uh, <laughs> But but she was not in the game from the beginning. She joined at the last minute and was like, "Oh no, I don't know what any of this is. I don't I, I don't know what this person's strategy was, but I'm here to take over for them." And it was a it was a pretty wild thing. Oh, uh, that's something they do over there. They just well, switch people out. Uh, when when someone doesn't respond for a week, you take extreme measures. Ah, <laughs> I see. Uh, but hey, let's talk about your tournament. Let's talk about tournament updates. I'd love to introduce six winners uh, for this week's games. What do we, what do you say? Yeah, go ahead and introduce them. Okay. Well, sure. Uh, we've got Dr. Baba Ganoush. Congratulations. Uh, the Moose oh, hey. is Loose, Micmac Moose. Ganoush yeah. and Moose have both made it through. <laughs> Ganoush and Moose. <laughs> uh, we've got Tiz11, Anjin the Fourth. We've got Wiley Wazzle. And of course, SCPT, Hunter Donaldson, probably Tournament yeah. Six winner, has finally made it through the 2024 qualifiers yeah um we're gonna do an episode about it next week yeah. uh not about me getting through the qual i mean like my experiences playing all how many qualifier games did i even play five six Maybe no six. i think i played six at least i don't know i lost <laughs> count at some point it was enough to where i lost count yeah yeah uh but on my sixth or seventh or eighth or tenth whatever it was <laughs> on the, I, after that many attempts i had taken so many l's that it was time for a w um and yeah and you know what a you know they say they say fool me once shame on you fool me seven times <laughs> 
you know. Shame on the president of the United States. That's how oh, the yeah. saying goes. Uh, hey, but I've always said I'm just a student. I'm trying to learn uh-huh. from uh, my sensei, who is, of course, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Matt did not need many attempts. Matt got it in one. <laughs> Matt just won. Because he's the thing is, he's got a killer's instinct. Uh-huh. That's the whole thing about him. <laughs> and, and expert diplomat. Uh-huh. Okay. He always keeps things he on knows an even keel with everybody. Just the right way. You know? Oh, it's, yeah. It's he's calculated. got. Oh, it's like a rose, his wine. <laughs> it's, it's so tasty. It's effervescent. It's bubbly. It's, it, it feels good. Uh-huh. It's easy to drink. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Matt's wine. You, you going to get drunk too fast. You're going to be like, <laughs> I'm about to make myself uh, a fool at this party. And I did not mean to, you know, it's that, it's that type of deal. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Matt. Uh, no congratulations, of course, to me. Uh, I am supposed to eventually win after many attempts. Oh, is that uh, how so that I, I get nothing. Mm-hmm. I get nothing at all. If anything, I just get more and more shame every day for uh-huh. the rest of my life well i'm excited but, to congratulate you in the prelims whenever that happens it's really fun that i have to now try to schedule you in the prelims the, the prelims of course being uh everyone has one shot uh we have to get 216 players into 36 games and make that schedule work and you're just a part of that now which i find i'm just a part of, of hilarious. that i am i am happy to contribute in that way <laughs> and, and i'm happy to contribute my one little uh number to it it'll um, make that weekend interesting if because the the prelims this year the plan is sort of like the old school style of you and me are very busy during the prelims but i yeah. i'm curious how the the weekend of your game how that will shake out uh, oh it'll be a horrible weekend because i'll have to play and <laughs> commentate stream. yeah i don't know so, that we'll, so. I, I think we might let you off that hook because that sounds like way too much to me but um let's talk about scheduling the tournament in general uh because we have kind of an update as well uh for everyone in the tournament and this will be posted on the discord as well and we'll try to get everybody this information but uh it is december now it is in theory the final month of the qualifiers and uh as many people have noted things have slowed down a little bit uh as you even saw i mean only six winners this week that's certainly below our our expectations and what we want for the pace uh, of games and everything and uh, we've seen more and more games like really struggling to fire off, especially weekday games are like really hard right now. Right. Uh, a, a lot of them get to like four or five players and then just can't quite cross the threshold or whatever. And to help with that, I think we've made it clear our intent with the once per week rule. But honestly, everything I've seen so far is nobody being weirdo little freaks trying to cheat the system or anything so there's not really a reason for that rule to exist as long as everybody is being cool about stuff and uh i think hunter and i both just look at december as like a month where a lot of stuff could happen there are holiday breaks that some people have access to at the very least and i think we just want to give people uh as many opportunities as possible to get games in so we are waving the once per week rule for the month of December. It is out. Uh, You can play as many times as you want. Obviously, we're still keeping our eye on you. Please don't be weird. Please don't like uh, tank a game so that you can just pick another one. If anything, I'm not going to say it hard and fast, but I would strongly discourage people from trying to think they can do two in one day is the idea right and by that i mostly mean that if i find out you did two in one day it probably means you did one really early it went badly you tanked it made the game happen in five hours and then jumped on another one i don't want to see that kind of behavior that is like i don't always been one player yeah i don't think one player can tank their game and make it take five hours that's not that's not really 
I don't think that's a real not very doable. Although that's five not a real thing, players but could agree with this rule in place. What I'm saying is five players could agree. One person has it. Five support throne for the thrones go to so and so. Five of them reset, find a sixth player, and make a new game. <laughs> why are you like making new bad <laughs> ideas the work for? for them. <laughs> yeah, why are you doing the work for them? You, it's like you want bad things to happen. So I just, you put that energy. I out want there. people to know I see through you, and someone else could be like, "Oh, I've come up with this idea," and it's like I've already considered all the possible possibilities okay you can't get by you you're not doing anything you're actually just no 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 no. (laughs) do not present yourself as some sort of mastermind here what you're doing is volunteering a bad idea (laughs) that you thought of and you have no way to prevent it basically (laughs) uh, except for this suggestion that you're just going to be hyper vigilant Uh and that we'll find out yeah like we don't know that we'll find out matt like Uh we we can't Uh know that so what are you doing I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what? I have a marking here, too, that I forgot to, to say. Uh, we last week incorrectly labeled Scooney as a winner, and it was actually Zavaron. I blame one of you two or somebody else in your game. Somebody filled out the form wrong. For shame. For shame. Anyways, congratulations well, that would be- to Zavaron. That would, be, that would be Zavaron's own fault, actually. Yeah, it's because technically I found- Zavaron is supposed to fill out the form, and technically Zavaron is supposed to fill his own name in that first one. Uh, but oh. yeah, I, right, Zavaron. Somebody else did the did the form. I don't is that know. What you're Maybe I have no idea. It's it's hard. It's, I it's think we should so blame the winner because the winner's the winner. The so I think the winner. The winner- I, I think the winner deserves a congratulations, but also a, you messed up. Yeah. But hey, I left my game before I even. I <laughs> you just, messaged when me I and you're like, game, now what do I do? And I was like, oh, that's. I had already <laughs> left the game. I was like, I, I was like, well, what am I? I don't. I'm not gonna do anything now. Like what? Yeah, I, I just played a whole game of Twilight Imperium. Now I got to right. do work. Yeah. Um, it is a dumb. It is a silly, a silly thing we request of people. But uh, but yeah, congratulations as everyone. And yes, everybody, get as many games in as you want. Uh, please play to your heart's content in the rest of the qualifiers. We are trying yeah. to hit 216. The other thing I will note is, even if this like greatly picks up our pace, I would say there's a pretty likely chance that we haven't hit quite to. Even if we get very close, there's going to be some holdover games. And yeah. It's a very easy solution, everyone. It just continues into January. So if you are someone who's like, I don't think I'm going to get it in in January, keep an eye on the schedule. We'll post like the number of games as we get towards the end of December. There's a very good chance that early January, there's plenty more opportunity to get some more qualifiers in. And and essentially what that will look like is they will overlap the prelims. We will start scheduling. We're going to have to start scheduling prelims soon because there's going to be people who want to get their games in kind of that first weekend of the new year or whatever. And uh, we want that to happen, of course. So we will start scheduling relatively soon with the uh, prelims players we already have. And as people win more games, they will get thrown into the mix. And it'll be, you know, the prelims are still a fairly open kind of ecosystem of scheduling. There's enough of you that people can hot swap and move things around. It's the semis when things just get like incredibly rigorous. And it's like, no, 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 you're playing this day. You have to make it work. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, so that's exciting. Prelims right around the corner. Qualifiers, we got to get that finished up. So play as many games as you want. Yeah. Um, we are unleashing you. Um, we're technically only, I would say, a little bit behind schedule. We mm-hmm. had like kind of a slow week Yeah. Um, as far as winners go. Uh, but hopefully changing this rule and also just like putting the call out of like, if you've been holding out yep. on the tournament, uh, now is the time to get in. Definitely. This is this is the the window is beginning to close. There there are less than a hundred spots available. That's right. Now at this point, yep. so we we've I think our pace has been just fine, just dandy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this experiment has worked out 
to be, uh, you know, really good. What we need is just that final push to get us uh, over the finish line there. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it'll be prelims time and uh, we're going to be doing kind of, we're going to be doing it pretty old school. There's going to be yep. like three games a weekend, that type of deal. Yeah. Um, probably one match stream, one hunter stream, and then uh, a guest stream. Yeah. Uh, considering... All, what I already know, I bet you Big Al will take up a majority of those <laughs> Big guest Al's streams. around, Elspeth's around, mm-hmm. Carnal's around. Yeah. There are yeah. folks that we know. No, we uh, got, we we got a lot of people. I just know Big yeah. Al is the one that is like, I'm I'm free. You know, Big Al will be calling us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so be expecting that. Um, it's gonna be great fun. Uh, and yeah, I kind of regret that we didn't do it last year. Yeah. Like I yeah. think I think it's a big. It's you know it's 36 games, which is a lot. Mm. <laughs> is a lot. Uh, but I think it will be uh, worthwhile to have that that story on record. Yeah. Um, enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we, I suppose, can get into the meat of today, which is a Federation of Soul Guide. Yeah, well, let's get into the meat. Let's have... And potatoes. Okay. I would prefer, I would prefer more potatoes than meat on this one. Okay. So <laughs> let's just eat potato then. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to intro this... <laughs> I'm, I love that it's like I'm trying to bring us into the segment and you can't even wait like 10 seconds. You can't even let me finish an intro to a sequence before interrupting me with your... Oh, I've got it. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. You made me so, think of half Matt, a bit. About, you made me think of half a bit. I got to get half the bit I, out of my brain. I had half yeah. a bit there and potatoes. Yeah. You know, you said meat. I gotta say, and potatoes. Matt, what are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about human humanity. Just us. All of us here listening oh, to this show. Philosophically? We're just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just, what angle are we coming at it? Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? We're talking does about... Does it maybe have something to do with the show? It, it like could. The, our normal it perhaps show. perhaps does. This is an does. interesting faction to talk about. The Federation of Soul. Because it is the humans. Uh, and we, we, we make room for a little lore bit here. And it's funny to talk about humans in fiction in fu- in in the future like what have we, yeah. you know what do we decide has happened to us or whatever right uh right. And, and so that's that's a fun hook of the federation of soul i i wanted to note how <laughs> the faction sheet really wants to like concern itself with the i guess the extension of like a couple of earth-based governments like we have considerable effort put into this fashion sheet of saying the federation is a uh, nations governed by biannually elected high minister who has the executive control of the economy budget and sole military the executive powers of the high minister and the hell it checks and balances that held in check by three distinct houses the house mm-hmm. of law the house of the people and the house of industry the four governing bodies i just find it funny that we have to sort of infer these like you know just like america has its has its three systems of got it's got the three there we we added one we added one and when our capital <laughs> capitalism moved to Moscow. <laughs> that, that's how that's how we'll fix it yeah. if we just make capitalism part of the government yeah. the it'll all be fine <laughs> that yeah yeah it's all that goes well doesn't it yeah we can infer that on earth the corpo wars did happen and yeah uh walmart won i guess Oh, okay. Yeah. You think Walmart's going to win the Corpo mm. War? Who do you think's going to win that. the Corpo's War? I, I think it'll be Walmart. Walmart, I mean, it'll be, Walmart's the one buying up all the land with water, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it'll be Walmart that wins the Corpo Wars. I think that, and I think actually in the world where it is Walmart, that's like kind of, you're being too optimistic. <laughs> it's it's going to be, let me tell you who's going to win the Corpo world, Wars. <clears throat> oh, 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 O'Reilly's. <clears throat> Matt, we have to... We have to allow for the possibility that we joked around a little bit in the intro, yes, so course. perhaps they've gotten way too much joking around mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm, point, Matt. Mm-hmm. So um, you are correct. Yeah, absolutely. The lore uh, is very is written for people, for humans, uh, if you can believe it. Uh-huh. Um, and also, I think it's important to note that the Federation of Soul are not the good guys yeah. of Twilight Imperium. Definitely not. Um, they're kind of the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, they're not. I mean, actually, Twilight Imperium is just kind of chock full of bad guys, <laughs> with almost no good guys really at all yeah. to speak of, um, which I find very accurate to right. the world. You know, I find this quote: "The humans themselves represent the most numerous and most diverse species of the galaxy." That's an odd thing to say that they're the most diverse species of the galaxy. Aren't some of the species in the galaxy specifically like? I I think of Hylar. Like, aren't Hylar many very different kinds of fish, some of which don't even live underwater? And then yeah. the humans here have the audacity to be like, we're very diverse. We have people and we have other people. We're the diverse yeah. ones in the galaxy here. And Mentat Coalition is in the corner being like, what is? what are you talking about? What's yeah, what happening? are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a very human thing to sort of tout your own exactly. accomplishments <laughs> as if they are re- a real big deal yep. uh, when in fact they uh, are not and we are small and, and little. So in that way, I feel like Federation of Soul is kind of a genius yes. kind of metafiction uh, kind of satire of, uh, of humanity. And it's, it, yeah, it's agree. accurate. Yeah. Well, okay, we can actually talk strategy then. That's that's enough goofing around, everybody. Uh, how about Hunter? Uh, you talk to me. I will present you with some units and tech, and we can we can talk through there. They're starting yeah. business. Sound good? Sounds great. They start with a uh, blue tech and a green tech anti mass deflectors, famously uh, good blue tech and neural motivator, which has gone out of style. The one that lets you draw extra action cards, but uh. I, I love having it, and they're starting units. Well, hold up. It's gone out of style for researching it. It's not yes. gone out of style for having it, That's a good if point. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, it's great yeah. to have. It's great to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they start also with two carriers, five infantry, one destroyer, three fighters, and a space lock at home. Uh, that is a, a adequate start, if not great start. Five infantry is actually like kind of the key nowadays, right? In POK, every once in a while, the wriggles or the devils pop up in your slice and the soul basically never has to worry, right? I mean, you just never worry about the start. Yeah. I mean, this this is kind of where we coined 2C4I, mm-hmm. I feel like, is is the idea of like having a start similar to soul's start. This right. is about, I mean, you started with a meat and potatoes riff. I think that it's very fitting here when it comes to the starting units. Yep. We yeah, and it's like you said, we even have one infantry extra. Yep. So even in a three planet system situation, we're taking two systems, we're fully occupying them. Yep. Everything's cool and good and we like that. Yeah. Uh, our home system is a single planet home system, huzzah. It is Yord, which is the four resource and two influence planet. Can I read you the uh, flavor text of Yord? Yeah, please. Because please. it's not Earth. Uh, we always have, I have to remind people that that's super weird. Uh, Yord is distinctly seasonal. 
with the greatest variety of climates and ecologies in the galaxy. Once again, yeah. I feel like we're tooting our own horn. I, I don't yeah. feel like that's true at all. The Federation of Sol rules the Yord humans from the great city of New Moscow. New Moscow, yeah, hey, that's cool. <laughs> that's um, fun. But so what is Yord then? It's not Earth? Is what it is not it? Earth? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Did, I think we sort of noted, if you look at the image of it, like nothing about it looks earthen right you you remarked on this in our planet uh our system right. tile tier list that it's it's just it's not earth and we sort of posited that perhaps it is a i mean we're talking about millennia in the future it is perhaps right. a inverted pangea we continued to drift yeah. until we formed whatever this sort of supercontinent is uh, i don't know maybe we can someday uh find uh, talk to the artist of these planets and see what 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 this is supposed to be i can't i i genuinely can't tell if there's uh earthen qualities here there might there might be some of these things i don't know seem mildly familiar so it, it either is or isn't earth that's the two options <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, Matt, do you want to read their abilities? I'd love to. Their abilities are orbital drop. As an action, you can spend one token from your strategy pool to place two infantry from your reinforcements on one planet you control. Um, I don't feel like you see this as often these days. Uh, yeah, this was a base um, game it, thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's not super necessary. Um, but it, it is important to note that it is absolutely a stall. Yeah. And in some, I think, like very niche uh, situations, you might really love that you have this. Yeah. Basically. Um, but it's it's kind of pricey. It's a yeah. little expensive. Right. Uh, and we won't really be talking about it a whole lot. But I don't think it's bad. It's mm -hmm. just very situational as far as how much value you might you might get out of it. I have a later on in the guide. I have. A very particular situation where you might love having orbital yeah, drop. Cool. Uh, their other ability is versatile. When you gain command tokens during the status phase, you gain one additional token. That means the first yep. status phase, you take three instead of two. And if you get hypermetabolism, you would start getting four tokens per status phase, which is quite a lot. Right. They're also uh, notable in having two special units that you obviously can upgrade later uh one of which is advanced carrier one they have a they have a souped up carrier uh it's it's basic uh improvement is that it is actually two more capacity so it's really you start with carrier two and then later you'll upgrade those to be even better but uh just to, to remark on that start you have five infantry and three fighters and you can right. carry almost all of that just in a single one of those carriers because they start with six capacity. Uh, you also start with spec ops, which are your ground forces, which cost one for two. Their combat value is just increased to seven instead of eight. Yeah, I, I, I just want to go back real quick, though. I don't want to mislead people. It is not carrier two because its movement is still it, locked it's at true. one. Yeah. So, right. it, you know, it's a cost three, combat nine, movement one, capacity six, yeah. carrier one uh, that, you know then is going to get upgraded from there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Spec Ops 1 is a very excellent ability. Mm -hmm. uh, having infantry that hit on a 7 just kind of feels magical to me uh, versus 8. I'm not really sure why, but it just seems like it's it's very good. Yeah. And it's perhaps so good that Spec Ops 2 is kind of unnecessary mm -hmm. by comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the upgrades. Okay. So uh, the upgrade to advanced carrier is advanced carrier two. Uh, it is the standard requirement to blow all that stuff. But this is where you get that move two. 
You also upgrade to a full capacity of eight, which is a lot. Yes. And the wildest addition is these carriers gain sustain damage. Yeah. So it is a sustain damage that you can never protect uh, at, from direct hit, yeah. which is interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they I, it's kind of a win more ability that they even right. have sustain damage. Um, I would say that it's spiritually useful, but not necessarily going to see a lot of play. Um, that capacity eight, though, is wild. Yeah. I mean, like being able to soak that many hits with fighters uh, is enough and right. the sustained damage is absolutely yeah. unnecessary. Well, yeah. Why use the sustained damage when you're risking direct hit when you are fully loaded on fighters and hp like it's like hey, well, i could just lose a fighter and it's actually fine and i don't need to risk losing my carrier and sacrificing the invasion i'm going for or whatever i'll tell you this though the reason you do it is because you have more than one carrier in mm -hmm. a system and one of the things that th this isn't really like a problem i would say but most of the time when i'm playing soul i have more capacity than needed it's true. you out capacity yourself yeah, yeah basically. Right. well and, and um, how, we haven't gotten to it but how often do you have fighter two which means then the carriers really only need to hold the infantry anyways and then you're really fine right. on capacity right like you're just doubly doubly safe from uh losing what you might be afraid to lose uh the spec ops two upgrade moves that combat value to a six uh, it's also got the uh, the what do you call them? Stas not stasis capsules. The gen synthesis ability. Gen synthesis, yeah. uh, after this unit is destroyed, roll one die. If the result is five or greater, place the unit on this card at the start of your next turn. Place each unit that is on this card on a planet you control in your home system. The normal gen synthesis is a six or greater. So this is a right. sixty percent chance to receive your infantry at home, as opposed to the fifty percent chance. Yeah, and don't forget about it. Um, I'll say that. Uh, don't forget if you do happen to research this, which I am not going to recommend. Basically, in any in any tech path in any right. scenario, um, t Spec Ops Two uh, having that combat hit on a six sounds great, but I think we're going to win with numbers, yeah. and that's that's how that's how we will win on the ground is by uh, having more stuff by carrying more stuff. Mm -hmm. You will win the day. And it's all hitting on sevens already. So what do you, well, you know, what do we care about increasing that to six? Yep. Uh, another way we can carry more stuff is our flagship. The Genesis uh, is cost eight, combat value five on a two. That's the part that feels really unnecessary to me about this flagship. I'll say it uh, because the other ability it has is capacity 12. Uh, that's a lot of capacity, which means why did this ship need to have such a good combat value? <laughs> it's going to win most fights just by having so much more HP than anything else available. Uh, also, it does have an ability that is oft forgotten, uh, similar to our Arborek friend with Mitosis. At the end of the status phase, you can place one infantry from your reinforcements in this system's space area. So mm -hmm. you forget often. And then when you remember later, you're like, I don't even, I don't know. The infantry is just floating in space anyways. It's not defending anything useful. <laughs> I, oh, I, I disagree. I it's, yeah. it's when you start remembering it, it's very good. Yeah. Like it, it, this is useful <laughs> that you are getting free infantry on top of, cause you have a need to overwhelm your opponents yeah, already. Right. For sure. Um, if you happen to build the Genesis early, it's great. Um, I had a, an anecdote I wanted to share here, which is that I was playing a uh, soul, in async mm -hmm. which of course automates more stuff than i'm even used to automating yeah and i built the genesis and then the next round was like oh i guess i've had a 
I kept an infantry in space. God, async is so weird. I was just like thinking about how you were, dumb. Like, mad at forgetting. Yeah, something. I was like mad at the game for remembering this ability for me. And I gotta tell you, I I have. I have held to remembering this, and I even pull an Arborek. When I build the Genesis, yeah. I put little markers on uh, the... the. If Arborek gets to do it, I get to do it mm -hmm. as soul. Uh, and, and I remember, and honestly, I feel like it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have extra infantry. There's no reason right. to just say, oh, I don't need it, you know? Yeah. Well, so especially with the flagship being 12 capacity... The, you know you'd almost think the fear is oh i'm putting an infantry in space and i might not have a like I'm, it might be full of fighters you won't be you'll you'll this wherever this flagship right. is you'll you'll never be using all of its capacity i just want to remark too fun fun anecdote for people from twilight imperium third edition uh this flagship was infinite capacity in uh in third edition just so everyone yeah knows. this this yeah this that's funny it was you could just keep it was broken it was a, it that you can't do that is what i think hopefully everybody learned yeah. is that's not okay to just have an infinite capacity ship yeah that's that's gonna get really wonky really weird not good yeah and i mean like again a lot of the time you're gonna over capacity yourself with soul yeah. um but you know yeah we don't need to give you infinite because yeah. then it will just get real 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 weird 12 kind of feels infinite basically it feels like a lot if you got a fully loaded party bus which is what we call the genesis uh, -huh. uh the the <laughs> It just feels like this is completely unnecessary, yeah. the amount of stuff I'm bringing. Right. So there you go. Uh, their mech is the ZS Thunderbolt M2. Very, uh, very militarized name for this thing. Everything else has like a fun, flavorful name. And this is just like the whatever the brand who I'm going to I'm going to assume ZS is a weapons manufacturing company. So this is the ZS Thunderbolt yeah. Mark II. So that's it's the brand. There's my lore for you. Uh, it, has, of course, has sustained damage. It's got all the normal stats. Its deploy ability is after you use orbital drop fa faction ability, you may spend three resources to place one mech on that planet. Yeah, so like we said earlier, orbital drop it has is a little pricey for what it is mm -hmm. um, and is more useful, I feel like, as a stall than it is anything. Yeah. Um, I feel like spending three resources for a mech is maybe a little too expensive also. Yeah. Um, even though we are talking about getting two infantry and a mech on... A particular planet you right. control now there are some situations where that is going to be very important yeah. and it's this is one of those abilities where it's like i encourage you to remember that you can do this yeah i do not encourage you to build a strategy around it right. basically yeah yeah it's, it's not like you rush for fleet logistics so you can take planets to then fleet logistics into orbital drop but like if you have access to that every now and then keep that in mind it's a it's a good thing to have in the late rounds or whatever yeah uh, let's Absolutely. talk about their leaders uh, their agent is Evelyn DeLouis, the master tactician. Uh, at the start of a ground combat round, you may exhaust this card to choose one ground force in the active system. That ground force rolls one additional die during this combat round. Yeah. So this is like kind of part of, I think, the the win more aspect mm -hmm. of Soul, which is they have too many ground force tools. And some of them are free. Like, Evelyn is free. Yeah. We, we just have Evelyn. I don't have to do anything to unlock it. Um, and so that's why when thinking about orbital drop that costs something, when thinking about the mech deploy ability that costs something, when thinking about spec ops 2 that costs something, I start looking at, well, what are the freebies we got? And right. are those good enough to make it work? And I would say that they are. Uh, Evelyn is not a great agent mm -hmm. on the face of it. But combined with all the other facts mm -hmm. that we have, 
she's gonna help you like with a critical ground combat pretty often yeah um and you know is it enough to make the difference a lot of the time it kind of is because ground combat is really swingy that's something you got to remember about ground combat is it's we're ground combat is all low numbers for the most part right um so throwing in an extra die well if it's if it's a 2v1 that means on that first round we're rolling three die and all we have to do is get one hit yeah that's huge. So, and yeah, that's huge. And that's enough to swing, you know, 2v1 is that t- type of really tricky ground combat where, yeah, sure, it seems like offense should win, but because the tie mm-hmm. goes to the defense, right. we actually can get in a little bit of trouble. Right. And this is exactly the type of juice that's going to help us kind of swing that. And again, we don't have to do anything. We just have this. Yeah. We just get it. Yeah. So there you go. And in rounds where you, for some reason, aren't using it at all, like it is a somewhat mildly sellable thing. I mean, maybe for a dollar, but it's it's such low odds that I don't know that you, I don't know that you can really, you're not shopping it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the commander is Claire Gibson. Oh, the, no, 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 no. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. No, no, you no, have no, some no. I can't believe you. Excuse me. I, I, we I, are had it i was i was looking at it and then i i skipped it i'm sorry we have some flavor text for evelyn we are going to give you the flavor the flavor text is coming at you from now on <laughs> which means that and w- there's a lot of guides where we didn't do the flavor text or everything which means pff, looks like gotta, we're gonna have to do them all again do it again well confound um, it <laughs> we, we we finally figured out how to do this just now um here's the flavor text for evelyn sure. this is if you want to know what's going on with her uh-huh, you know uh-huh. um she is uh, <clears throat> Daughter of Supreme Admiral Alastair Delouis, lauded for her contribution to the massively successful Centauri campaign, a brilliant tactician possessed by a fierce love for Yord. She is every bit her father's daughter. A hilarious little little final note sure. there. Because that's not even a character we know anything about. <laughs> so that's cool. We're just yeah. making references to other stuff. We got it. We just got to know that she's a uh, daddy's girl, I guess. Yeah. It's important. Well, it's- oh, I'm glad you said that because I want to propose from now on. Yeah. We, uh, we have to reference Evelyn as being daddy's girl. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to use. I, I'm so glad you. Because I, I had that thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That from now on, people. Right. You got to talk about how she's daddy's girl. Yeah. Okay. Every time. Every time that extra die roll gets a hit, you just say to yourself, making daddy proud. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. See, now you see why we needed to read. The lore matters, folks. The lore matters. Okay. Let's do that commander now, though. Claire Gibson, the voice of the people. The unlock is to control planets that have a combined total of at least 12 resources. You start with four, so you're a third of the way there. You just got to get eight bucks outside of home. A, mm-hmm. a mildly tall order given certain slices uh but yeah sometimes it's tough it can be tough uh but at the start of a ground combat on a planet you control you may place one infantry from your reinforcements on that planet so you you get to sort of mm-hmm. daxive on the front end basically yeah. and what was i saying before about ground combat yeah. being about small numbers okay so again isolated claire gibson not that great of ability not super exciting but with everything else we know yep. about Soul, this is just a gimme. This is just a, yeah, right. I, I'm going to do a little bit better on the ground and doing a little bit better on the ground. Plus, uh, Daddy's Girl, you know, helping us do a little <laughs> right. bit better on the ground. Plus, Spec Ops 1 helping us do a little bit better yep. on the ground means we're doing a lot better on the ground. Yeah. That's just how it works with us. Yeah, I mean, run the numbers on it. Let's say I have a planet with 
N infantry on it. One infantry on it. And you yeah. want to come invade me. Well, that infantry will instantly turn into two infantry. And on the first round of combat, I'll roll three dice. And those three dice are rolling one die roll better than you yeah. on whatever you're bringing. You're rolling right. on eights and I'm automatically rolling on sevens with my three dice when I just had the one infantry there in the first place. So everybody right. at the table has to look at your planets and go, that's at least, you know, that whatever percentage that adds to in terms of like the swingy odds, that's a pretty stark contrast. And everybody at the table has to be like, well, that's not an easy planet to take. Actually, that's that's three dice rolling on a seven, even if it's just a single infantry. And we're just talking about some whatever punky planet yeah. that, you know, soul doesn't even care about. Right. The planet soul cares about <laughs> right. much more difficult to take from them. I mean, yeah. essentially, you need lots of bombardment or we have to focus fire the mechs. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Claire Gibson is beloved in the house of the people. General Gibson sees the diversity of humanity spread across the stars as the Federation's greatest potential strength. I just realized I don't think I like Claire Gibson very much. <laughs> Wait, why? She's she's beloved in the house of the people. Uh-huh. Yeah, she sees the diversity of humanity spread across the stars as Federation's greatest potential strength. And the 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 again, I'm I, every time I see diversity of humanity, I'm yeah. putting that in air quotes uh, in in relation to the diversity of species in uh, the the broad it sounds a little <laughs> colonial to me is what it sounds yeah. like it sounds kind of colonial yeah. you're right yeah, yeah claire I, i'll i'll say this uh, this if, if evelyn is daddy's girl then claire is not the voice of my people yeah is what i would say <laughs> not my people i'd say the voice of a, a people <laughs> the of voice a of a P people people maybe not mine maybe not mine <laughs> Uh, the hero is the Helio Command Array, the Twilight Directive. I love that heroes have like 900 names. The hero is Jace X, 4th yes. Air Legion, the Federation hero. This dude yeah. listens to heavy metal in the air cruiser. I'm Jace X, bro. Our action is to remove each of your command tokens from the game board and return them to your reinforcements then purge this card. Whew. Yeah. Um, very good ability. Uh, not sure why they got this. Yeah. Uh, they didn't need it, right. um, but they have it. And it, you know, they were already good. They're great. And now they have this. So, so now people can argue that they might be the, one of the best yeah. factions in the whole game. Yeah. This, um, this is like one of the best heroes in the game. This is so, this is so good, especially if you like set up for it. It's, Oh, stupid. <laughs> there are so many um, stage two objectives that can just be that much easier to take yeah. because of this. I mean, anytime we're removing command counters from the board, it has this like kind of two fanged approach to it, right? Mm -hmm. Which it means we can build more. It means we can possibly make up for a lack of movement. Yeah. It means we can possibly make up for a lack of light wave. Yeah. Like there are so many different ways to make use of this type of ability and they're getting it everywhere yep. across the board right um and they already so just just to take quick stock of where we're at this is a top tier non-dreadnought dependent yep. action right right so that means we're cheap and we can focus a lot of our economic resources on command counters mm -hmm. which is very important i think when it comes to thinking about yeah. helio command array right um yeah uh, this one, uh, Jace has a little quote from Jace. Yeah, it's, from a, quote. Jace it's a quote. It's a quote. In, in quotes, 
We're not falling back! Here we hold until the text can activate the Helio Array! Let's show these scum what it means to face the fighting force! Yeah, so JSX is sort of the Starship Troopers character. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> essentially, he's hanging out with Master Chief and Doom Guy. That's that's JSX. He's he's one of those guys, essentially. I love that his name is JSX, or is he Jace the Tenth? Who knows? There's no. Well, I th- he's JSX. He's Jace We've X. just decided <laughs> JSX. Uh, let's talk about their economic stuff they've got going on. A four yeah. commodity faction, as if we needed it. Yeah. But we have it. But we um, have so it. yeah, we're making we're making three trade goods and an X minus one meta. Um, and in other metas, we're I guess not making that. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, as if it matters because we're going to talk about the promissory note yeah. right now, right. which is military support. Military and what support, does that do? It is always included in the deals surrounding your commodities. It is at the start of the soul player's turn. Remove one token from the soul's player's strategy pool and return it to their reinforcements. Then you may place two infantry from your reinforcements on any planet you control. Then return this card to the soul player. So basically you can like make soul do orbital drop on your behalf, sort of. Uh, yeah. However, there's like some specific hooks to this ability that become very abusable, essentially. Right. Uh, uh, here, here's a question. Uh, can a card, such as a promissory note, with a specified timing of a certain window that is acquired from a transaction during that window be played immediately? Uh, the answer is yes. For example, military support, which yeah. is at the start of your turn, you can trade it. So yes. you do not have to trade it before... You don't have to trade it ahead of time. Right. You can. You can just basically forget about it yeah and then uh well and also we we have another question that yeah okay so i actually could not find this anywhere yeah um this is a ruling that may have been lost to time or or i just couldn't figure out where it is yeah this is a very old ruling but people have asked uh can i play this card even if the soul player does not have any tokens in their strategy pool and the answer to that question is yes for some reason well so the the logic yeah. is essentially this. The reason it's not an FAQ question is it's based on the wording of this whole thing, which the the if you look at the rules, like the, the golden standard rules for is like, what do you do with periods and thens, right? So the first yeah. ability is remove one token from the soul player strategy pool and return it to the reinforcements. That's like a thing you do or don't do, right? If there's none, there's nothing to remove. Then comma you place, then comma does not care about what comes before it was essentially yeah. how the ruling works. So Fair. then comma means anything above that didn't have to happen. And then right. you may place two infantry. So the idea with soul is at the start of every single one of soul's turns after they've spent all of their strategy counters. Soul is just like, hey, friends, who wants an orbital drop? Here it is. It's worth some amount of money I've d- d- decided on or whatever. But they just start hawking it around every single turn. And you can do it even on the turn that you pass. Yep. Uh, because you have a start a turn window on your pass turn. Um, so yeah, pretty much after you've spent all of your command tokens from your strategy pool, you are free yep. to just kind of sell it for whatever you can get. This is exactly uh, what's interesting about this component is that I don't really get to test stuff like this anymore. Uh, people do not allow me to pedal something uh-huh. like military support right even if i sell it for as cheap as possible like one trade good yeah um it may it makes people mad and i, I get too much heat on me already yeah so i literally can't 
I can't sell this yeah. anymore. But I know that other pe other people do get to sell it and will make a lot of money off of it. But y'all play against me with such venom <laughs> that I basically this is this is like my textbook example of something I don't get to do anymore. Yeah, basically something that is fun for me to start incorporating into these guides is like how much more async has become a part of my diet. And mm -hmm. I'll say uh, from the invert side, this is one of my least favorite components in async because uh the way a lot of those kinds of deals the peddly deals work in async is like the first person to respond forever. just gets yeah. the thing like if you're up and you're awake or whatever and yeah. you say yes to the thing you will get it and there's no auctioning right. or we don't have time we don't have time yeah, just move on just like wait. here you go get the thing and i'm never the one that's on i have not a single time received military support in an async game and i played like against soul maybe like three times or something yeah never, never gotten it I, I you have to you gotta be forward thinking in async with this stuff and you gotta like work this stuff out long in advance and be like hey whenever it is your turn please 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 let me let me get that that military support the problem with military support is it's really not a component thought that much about like very often it's the sole player hawking yeah. right people don't right. come looking for military support all that often every once in a while maybe in round one especially right some deals yeah. get made because it's like listen i need those infantry at home to do something with you know l1 right. or necro might be desperate to get a hold of some infantry or whatever um, right but yeah, I, I, I think uh, I've had a lot of annoyances with this and components like it in, in the async world. <laughs> I was playing an async game where I hadn't sold military support at all yeah. um, because I don't, I just don't even like wasting time yeah. on the piddly deals. And someone in the next round was like, we got to stop sold. They're selling military support and making all this money. And I was like, I haven't sold it a single time. I just I made have normal not money. even bothered. This is normal money. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't sell it. That's You're really just good. making up that I sold it. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it is, uh, it's one of those things where I think the, when we first started the show mm -hmm. and we were going over soul for the very first time, uh, we we could not have predicted that it would be such a huge part of their kit, but it really yeah. is. Yeah, it this is, is big. Right. Like the fact that they have this little cookie yeah. that they can sell over and over and over has become it's it's really changed their faction. That ruling we gave that just now about the strategy pool about the the yeah. ands and the thens. Right. If that got switched back, oh, it man. would nerf. Well, it wouldn't nerf them, but it would hurt them. Yeah. like it, it would, would change be, it, still how they nerf. work a little it would, it would, yeah yeah i mean in in a really active meta military support is like like three bucks around or whatever right or or like mm -hmm. three favors around or whatever it is like sure. you work you work sure. out all sorts of stuff and you get a lot of advantages out of it if that's if that's how your group is i'm sure some people are right. listening to this and they're like we've never sold military support ever it's like yeah well you're violent and that's how your meta works out and who's gonna right. i get it like who, who's gonna go around handing people that's my thought all the time like I, I feel like i identify with a more violent meta every now and then and i'm always afraid to give out military support because i'm like i don't just like i would like people to have less infantry i want i want to keep my numbers up i'm not really interested in everybody getting more stuff but if you're getting the right price for it then it all it all equals out I mean, I'll I'll push back on that whole idea right there, Matt, yeah. because you out capacity and sure. you out punch everybody as yeah. soul. So what do I care how many infantry you have? Right. If you're giving me money for it, yes, that exactly. I'm then turning into whatever I want, yes, that's I'm, I am going to outpace my opponent right. in, in that situation. So I, I do, my, do not mind giving out military support. Now, I would do it more if not for I get a lot of bad response mm -hmm. to it 
and I feel like it adds heat to me. I'm really doing any transactions with other players adds heat on me mm-hmm. in general. So I try to m- minimize that yeah. so that the other players don't get, I don't know, they so talk, they, they don't, don't talk just about do you as much. Yeah, so they don't just do random stuff in order to hurt my game. Yeah. Um, let's talk about their strengths. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, it is hopefully a lot of it's kind of obvious, so we'll we won't spend too much time on this. Yeah. Um, but we're blue start faction, which means we're great at taking custodians, not necessarily on round one. Yeah. So there we're not top dog in that particular um, arena. Right. But we're decent. All yeah. right. We're hanging in there. Um, we've got a strong economy. We're a four commodity faction with a promissory note. We just got done talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. We can sell it over and over. Um, we get an extra command token for no reason, just because. Yep. We just get it. Right. Um, we have advanced carriers that provide us extra capacity that allows us to quickly build up cheap fleets that can soak hits, yep. and we can just throw in so many infantry at a certain fight to be like, oh, we will likely win this. We don't need to sideline it with bombardment. We can just do it. If yep. we have some bombardment, we can throw it in and make the odds even better in right. our favor. Right. We have one of the best flagships in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... I would say probably top five or top 10 hero on our hands. Yeah. One of one of the better heroes that is available. It's also good for, we didn't talk about this yet with the hero. It's good for Winslay defense yeah. and it's good for Winslay offense. That's, that's wild, yeah. you know? Like L1 has a great Winslay hero, but you can't use it for defense, yeah. you know? I mean, so the wildest thing of that hero is you can not even have enough stuff on the board or whatever, First action, defend your home, spend yeah. the rest of the round doing stuff, stalling out, whatever, and then un- like deactivate that big fleet on your home, and then that sure. big fleet goes out and does stuff to finish the round and close out your win or whatever, right? You can right. you can just be holed up and defended all round, unlock all the tokens, and then send the stuff out and do stuff. Yeah. Uh, my my errata uh, sense was tingling. I misspoke slightly with L1. You can't win slay defense and offense with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You can do one or the other. What I'm saying with soul, you can do both yes. with this one component. Exactly. You could say, I'm going to double build at home to defend, and I'm going to strike at my my opponent. Yep. That's crazy. It's a lot. That's just, that's yeah. a wild amount of versatility. Um, they start with neural mo- motivators, which I want to highlight yeah. as being good. Like, it, it is good to just have extra yeah. action cards. Um, we're talking about a faction that has a really strong economy. We're going to talk about adding action cards into the mix. Yeah. Like, that's something you can do when you have extra tokens. Right. And then I guess we could talk about problems, which <laughs> I've only got one that I can come up with, uh, which is heat. Yeah. We are a top tier faction. People know it. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, we have pretty decent boat float capabilities mm-hmm. but it's not top tier like jolnar no jolnar has this uncanny ability to be like i'm one of the best factions in the game but i've convinced one of my neighbors to be my best friend yeah and is going to continue to be my best my bestie because they're getting some sort of great deal on tech with it we don't have that particular uh dynamic so in some groups people are going to do a lot of early stuff to try and block you yeah. but to be honest even in a situation where the other players are really trying hard to block you, you might even come out of that situation ahead, yeah. depending on what objectives are available. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I would say, like, you're a fan, uh, fabulous faction. Actually, here, I'll throw this in as a problem, because I just want to echo the community. Sure. 
there's a huge portion of the community that just thinks that this is a boring faction yeah. to play. Right. And I see where they're coming from, even, and, and I have agreed at times. I mean, I think I sort of agree now, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the research on this one did not take very long, because it's just kind of... It all clicks. It's, it, they're a little obvious. Well, they're vanilla TI, right? Like their abilities. Sure. Here's the thing is, if, if I were to give them a weakness, it's to say there's no tricks here. I mean, except for like well, really the hero. the hero. The hero is yeah. the trick and it's the only trick, but everything else, your other four rounds of the game are trickless. They're just play solid, have more stuff than everybody else. Right. You don't do any fancy shenanigans. You just make some money, build some ships, win some combats. Yeah, get into a good spot in the game, and then you can be tricky with that hero. But for the most part, you you are not doing super fancy stuff, which means yeah, you don't have as many ways to like just like curry weird favor with other people or whatever because yeah. you, you don't just have like f- funky tools in your kit to like encourage weirder deals. Yeah, I think that what I'm trying to highlight here though is the idea that there's a lot of factions in the game. There's a lot of different ways to play Twilight Imperium. Maybe it's okay if there's one that's just kind of obvious. Yep. And and it's like, I think it's a great first uh, first time faction. Yep. Um, I think generally our policy on the show is to say like, oh, if it's someone's first time, they should probably just play a faction that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, but if they're just kind of trying to like, from a, a student perspective, mm-hmm. like I just want to learn a lot about this game in general. Why not start with Soul? Yeah. I say. I'd, I'd also go this far. If you're introducing a, a friend to this game and you know they suffer from analysis paralysis, you know that they'll get tripped up on trying to solve the whole game from the beginning, yeah. right? There's those players that when they approach TI, yep. they're yep. not there to have a goofy time. They're like, no, I want to math this thing out. Give them soul because they can't get caught in the weeds. Like there's nothing to get caught in the weeds with. It's just like you're going to build your units and you're going to take planets and, and, and they'll save themselves a lot of heartache on their first session by not making it take too much time. I think they're great for that. Yeah. If anything, that's I mean, why I, I like them. <laughs> like, I'm an analysis paralysis player. Yeah. I I forget a lot of weird, niche rules. Like, a, a lot of the weird components. I'll just... So often, I'll be playing a faction, and then I'll realize two rounds in that I've barely used half my abilities. Because I just, like... Yeah. I get roped into vanilla TI really often. And at least with Soul, it's like, great. That, that's to my benefit. <laughs> that's what I'm right. doing today. Yeah, most of the abilities are just kind of automatic. Yeah. They're not they're not like things you have to figure out how they work. I mean, even the leader suite, yeah. it, the agent and the commander, yeah, sure you got to remember some stuff. You got to remember to use them. Yeah. But they're not they kind of just work, you right. know. And right. and I think that this is a faction that that just works and you know, it's no shade at anybody that wants to play as them because there's a lot here that is competitive. So like, if you're trying to win the game, yeah, I think Soul's not really a bad choice. Yep. I'm sorry to say to all yeah. the haters out there. I mean, if anything, the hater meta really helps their, uh, I think helps their their multi draft potential because there's a lot of people that just won't pick Soul. That won't pick them, and yeah, you'll be, no you'll be like fifth pick, and it'll be like, uh, Soul is still hitting sitting here. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll take yeah, that, let's and do I it. definitely will do well this game. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. Uh, Before we get into the nitty-gritty other stuff, uh, let's take a quick break.
Okay, Hunter, we're back. Let's uh, let's talk our standard operating procedure. Let's talk about strategy cards. Let's talk about round one, how to get soul yeah. out the gate. Absolutely. Um, I want to I want to talk about secondaries before we even break down the cards. Yeah. Um, soul I think is just looking to tech gravity drive, and this isn't a vacuum. Obviously, you might have other things that you need depending on the objectives. But in a vacuum, let's just pick up gravity drive. Everything else is extra mm -hmm. and i and i think you should get something extra by the way you you your <laughs> push soul <for> extra <laughs> push for extra but that extra could be a lot of different things yeah okay and we're going to kind of cover them as we go through um but yeah let's uh let's start with leadership i'm gonna take a weird swing here i normally talk down leadership mm -hmm. round one but i actually kind of love taking leadership round one as soul because yeah. Let's just get way too ahead on tokens. Right. Like, why not? <laughs> Let's just get extra about everything. If you take the difference between taking leadership round one with soul versus other factions is like, I would wager that leadership round one on soul means we're now just kind of ahead on tokens. And as long as we spend them on smart stuff and yep. not waste them, right. we're just going to be ahead on tokens now. We've yep. sort of, unless our slice is really bad, we're probably just chill on the tokens yeah. now. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, I I wanted to call out, uh, and I know you have it kind of elsewhere, but I feel like this is just such a great moment to call it out. Uh, Cody TCT did have a bit of pre errata about, yes. um, about versatile, but also just about tokens in general. And the idea that Federation of Soul is uh, just really great at having the secondary of politics it's something i think we talk about yeah. in a lot of guides it's like you know what every once in a while you can afford politics and more importantly that's like usually our knock against researching neural motivator is like why do that when you could just make a point to do the secondary of politics more mm -hmm. often right two action cards per round you have have a max of seven anyways whatever but because this is such a command counter focused faction you right. can always afford to do the secondary of politics yeah and especially leadership round one is like let's come out the gate let's do it let's start with an action card hand you know what i mean like i yeah. I, I definitely agree with this mentality of like if nas roca is a faction about like rolling dice or whatever i i think souls command counter surplus that you definitely can quickly get into is I can do every secondary of every strategy card every single round and, yep. and have just like more of everything while not costing myself the units I needed to build or whatever. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing, we're following any secondaries that we want. Um, and yeah. And then just, and even the ones that we don't want, we can just kind of be like, all right, well I have, I have tokens. Yep. Um, and I want to spend them. I have them and I want to get them out of my hand yeah. so I can sell military support. I have an investment right. opportunity here in burning yeah. through these strategy tokens. <laughs> Here's a fun bit of analysis that we never do on the show. That This is a direction that is new that I was realizing when thinking about soul. Diplomacy. We don't like it as yeah. soul. Here's There's two reasons we don't like it. First of all, I don't want somebody getting custodians round one. Mm -hmm. And Diplo opens that up a lot of the yeah, time. It's true. Uh, so I don't like that. Secondly, I'm already rich. I don't want to take stuff <laughs> that makes the other players rich too. Yeah. Now, of course, if someone takes diplomacy and it's and I'm soul, I'm probably going to follow it. I have extra tokens. Yeah. I may as well do it. But for once, uh, I would say that soul is a faction that in a last pick scenario, absolutely, I'll just take construction. Yeah. 
for sure. I don't care. Yeah. I, 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 do, I do not want you to get to refresh your planets Mm-mm. because I am going to outpace you economically unless you are Jolnar or Hakan or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, what do I need Diplo in the mix for? Yep. Politics is next. I would say this is a pretty high tier mm-hmm. pick. Um, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little different because we have to correctly call whether somebody's going to take custodians round one, which is a little bit tricky yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, but if you're confident that no one's taking it round one, you may as well take it first action round two. I mean, it's yours. Yeah. It's right there. All You literally already have it all figured out. You just follow tech. You get gravity drive. Your carrier takes. This mm-hmm. is like one of the earliest Space Cats, Peace Turtles, like, here's a play. We're describing yeah. a specific play. <laughs> and it's soul taking Mechatol Rex, possibly using, we used to say like, oh, you'd use orbital drop to lock it down. Yeah. No, nah, there's the, who cares about locking it down? Right. That's not important. Just take it back later if you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world, um, but you know, it's important to recognize when that old logic still works because it does yeah. um, and it will. Um, let's talk about construction better than Diplo but not still just whatever yeah um in a structure objective scenario it's important otherwise the only thing to really talk about is like forward docks kind of makes sling relay better pds gives you planetary shield one of the only ways around soul is using lots of bombardment but that Mm -hmm. depends on what factions you're facing off with i like to maybe throw a pds down on uh, a tech uh, tech skip planet yeah. to say like yeah maybe this will be important I don't know um, we like sling relay as a spoiler I'm going to throw out and which is another reason that like maybe it doesn't really matter construction but yeah. you know uh, yeah, I, I like it I like it better than Diplo. I think the better than Diplo is really the only argument because in, in rounds two and, and on, you're almost never taking construction unless explicitly the objectives are out. Beyond yeah. that, you don't care. So this this is just a last pick, didn't want Diplo scenario, and, and that's it. And you're you're fine with having that forward dock, but I w- wouldn't sit there and overthink the PDS or anything. Yeah. Um, trade. It's good. I mean, it's always, it's never bad. Yeah. Uh, this is a situation where we're rich. We may as well even uh richer yeah basically right um i like it more than i like probably something like leadership leadership is a little more locked in trade means that like our mid game is gonna get pretty wild yeah uh and we're just generally going to have a very strong game the only thing about trade is that we're we're not if we if we took trade we're probably not doing uh custodians no um, so that's a bummer, but you're investing in, I'm ha- going to have a great game overall. Yeah. So. Although there's always, I, I always remind people that there's the, the sort of other classic play is you betrayed, you get the next person to take politics and you buy speaker token from them. They send it one backwards and then maybe you still can do custodians with trade. Like I think trade is almost your, your next best uh benefit but that's got to rely play on play with these people you're playing well with. it relies crazy. on a faction that like that they can't you know they're taking politics but they can't uh do custodians themselves or whatever which is probably like a rare case the other thing i wanted to, to sort of pick your brain about or or just allow us an opportunity to like really spell out uh because i think there's so much that's like very basic about this so i i think it's good for this to be super new player focused why is it okay to be rich and get richer with trade than it is with Diplo. What is what is that financial yeah. difference between trade and Diplo, and what makes trade acceptable? Basically, trade goods. Trade goods are 
the most versatile currency. So what it means is when we take when we ha- when we build up a bunch of trade goods on round one, even if we don't spend them all, they're going to be useful going forward, mm-hmm. and we might be able to use them for anything. They they are useful to for every single economic objective. Yeah. Uh, Diplo planets. We have to spend that round, otherwise they're pointless. Right. And they also cost a token mm-hmm. to get them in general. So we're like spending some of our resources in order to get some back. So it's very like, it's like a rebate, right? Yeah, like right. it's tough to figure out exactly how much value we're getting out of it. Whereas trade goods are just like raw value yeah. that uh, that I can spend whenever or whatever. Yeah. I'd also throw this out there that with Diplo, our home system is four resources. Let's say we let's say our best case scenario is like we took uh, we took a three resource planet, maybe even got an attachment, right? So with Diplo, we're getting seven to eight dollars back in like the best case scenario. Yeah. And the people doing Diplo alongside us are probably doing it because they also are getting seven or eight dollars back, right? Yeah. They also have a four planet home system and they also are using it after tech and all that. So we're all getting seven bucks. The reason trade is different is I get three trade goods. Then I get my commodities. And if we're talking this X minus one meta, which even to go further back, X minus one is your commodities minus one, which really just yeah. means for each player in the game, the person with trade makes one dollar and they make yes. the rest of their dollars, right? So the difference here is I make three bucks and then I wash all of my commodities in, in just doing business with everybody. So I make right. four more bucks for free. And then I make five more dollars because right. I get one buck from each player. So I just made 12 bucks and Nuts. you made two to three dollars. Yeah, per. Yeah, per per player. That's that's like why trade is wildly better than Diplo and, and isn't, you know, isn't overly floating boats. It's like I'm doing great and y'all got a little bit of something. Whereas Diplo is like, let's all do way too good, basically. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about warfare. Fun. Because Soul <laughs> has round one custodians mm-hmm. warfare potential because of their good economy. Yeah. So they're going to get gravity drive. Uh, if somebody takes Diplo, which I would say if Soul takes warfare round one, consider not taking Diplo. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> <Don't enable this. laughs> they are probably going to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like we're talking about a situation where your blue start your only real concern is that somebody's going to grab uh, it before you do. Yeah. Um, but if you pick up Gravity Drive, which you're guaranteed to, and then sell military support mm-hmm. as soon as you can and build up a little bit of extra money, that means we're going to need to follow two other things. Maybe we follow tech. Obviously, we're following tech. Maybe we follow politics as well, get yeah. some action cards, whatever. Yeah. And we try to wait to play Warfare last and then move again. As long as all we do, all we have to do is come up with six bucks. Well, we got three off trade. Yeah. We're guaranteed. And then we find three more with military support. That seems doable to me. Yeah. And if you throw a Diplo in there, then it's easy. easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> easy peasy. Um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely consider uh, taking Warfare round one as soul. And I do not say that a lot. Yeah, right. Um, so even with I other blue tech I, factions basically I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's because military support is the main thing you have this tradable that people want early and yeah. might even go out of their way to get a hold of uh, but you can like send that destroyer out to if you need to or, or whatever like you, there, there's a right. few options at your disposal um, 
And yeah, I, I think you, you, it's just that you maybe can make the money. Now, I don't know, yep. maybe, maybe your table's really mean and it's like, well, we're not going to let you make the money because we don't want you to take custodians. But realistically, here's the argument about custodians that always comes up that people need to remember. You, it, it's, it's sort of like doing trade with Hakan. Someone has to get custodians, okay? Right. So most deals fall apart because it's like, well, if we're just preventing Soul from getting it, Hakan's just going to get it. Or somebody else right. like, Somebody else also good at getting custodians and also too good is going to get a hold of it. So at some right. point, someone's like, I could get four infantry down and yeah, I enable Soul to get custodians, but I have four infantry on planets I didn't have before. Seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on what your neighbor is, that four infantry might be a, a really big deal. Yeah. Now, I will say one thing that we're maybe discounting a little bit with this, it's not Christmas land, but it's a, it's a, maybe a little specific. Yeah. Um, we do start with a trade ship and that trade ship is gonna have to do a lot of work. Yeah. So hopefully we have a wormhole in our slice. If we don't have a wormhole in our slice, this is maybe a little bit... A little ambitious. A little ambitious. Yeah. But again, if somebody later down the line takes Diplo, you got this. <laughs> this is not hard to right. do. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I don't know. It, it's it, it just depends on the situation that you're in. But I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Hey, warfare round one soul is not bad. Yeah. Got to Got to give it points when it matters. Yeah. Uh, tell me about tech. Last thing I want to say is that tech is not very important for soul, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they get more out of trade. I think they get more out of leadership even. Um, I think they potentially get more out of warfare, although it's a bit of a gamble. Um, we're not very tech dependent. Yeah. And I think that double teching with soul is kind of win more-ish, not going to come into play fast enough. I think that we don't need to research that much tech in an overall game. Yeah. And that's a strength of ours. So you're not really fixing anything if you double tech round one. Right. And I also think you're just spending a little too much on tech yep. from the beginning. I think you should be building more plastic yep. round one than double teching pretty much as anybody except for Jolnar or yep. a con or whatever. Anybody with a shallow overall tech path is always better off focusing on plastic early because you'll get the you'll get the tech situation in time for mm -hmm. it to matter. It the only factions that rush tech are the ones that need some critical tech to save themselves from disaster right. or whatever. Exactly. Right? So there's no you value. That. Yeah, you're, you you don't have that problem. I would even I I dare to go one step further. Uh, this is this is maybe less about soul, but more about this is more about blue tech factions in general and their relationship with tech. Uh, I would say is there is this interesting dynamic of if I start with the blue tech. Um, you know, you always have technology as your first action available to you, and that might keep kick other people out of tech, and that right. becomes the topic of the round, right? That becomes right. the thing. I'm not saying do that to people. Go, you know, I mean, maybe Nasroka, right? Cut Nasroka out of tech. I would say that's a good thing to do. A lot of the sure. other factions that are starving for that tech and don't have enough money. That's where you're making a deal. That's where you get your extra money as as soul or as any other blue tech faction, right? It's like, right. well, I won't screw you over on tech if I get the free wash on trade, right? I don't need to owe you a dollar, no X minus one or something like There's going to be a number of elements like that that I think come up with any blue tech faction and soul is like chief among them because, again, we're, we're kind of like wealthy in general. And so right. you get to sort of hold tech over people because it definitely is good for you to do it first unless there's like a construction you need to do the secondary of or something or a diplo need, out or there or a diplo out there beyond that having both of your carriers with gravity drive for them to go get the best 
planets in your slice is advantageous. So like you right. have so a leg to stand on on kind of making the threat basically. Yeah, I would I would definitely upgrade technology in a situation where you have like a weird slice, yeah. right? Yeah. If you have something you need to get, then sure, take take tech because you need gravity drive at the right moment. Yeah. Um and we don't but the other thing too is even in like a really even in a bad situation could always do an emergency uh you know orbital drop and then have your other secondary be tech yeah. like that's not that's kind of annoying that's mm -hmm. we'd probably like more value than that but i think if that's the worst case scenario i can come up with that's not so bad yeah i'll say one um, more stupid thing because we were talking i'm just yeah, having fun on this one but uh but because you brought up the stuff with warfare and especially with diplo uh if you have tech and diplos out there uh go back to re to thinking about uh uh, custodians because that is where you can double tech into custodians round one if you can get if you have like the right slice for it you can like get your trade goods off trade afford to double tech Ooh. gravity drive carrier two and then something from home goes straight to mechatol if you can get the six influence off diplo basically you're talking you're talking <laughs> that's the most christmas land thing i've ever heard why is that the uh, most you're christmas talking, land thing ever it's not i don't think it six is. resources for gravity drive and advanced carrier two Six, six influence, influence for custodians and then also we only have two carriers at home so did we build another one or are you saying you're somehow going to get all this value out of taking only one system you take one system you diplo that system plus your home after you've gotten the tech right you do the tech right. you get the money you diplo yeah you know, I, I i think it's i don't i don't think it's far-fetched or the system you took was your your influence system right mm -hmm. and then you're just and then your destroyer goes out to get the money for trade Right. So it's Aaron Amir or Jolier, uh, a Cohen Jolier. Mm -hmm. So there's your six influence. Destroyer in goes and system. makes three trade goods off of yeah, trade. Yeah, three trade goods off trade. That affords uh, carrier two. Yeah. And then you diplo it back and then you got your stuff. Yeah. If know. all that stuff pops It doesn't exactly have to just right be Aaron Amir. You also have military support to make some extra money. You also have like we there was one unspent trade good there like there's extra value within that you could have a four influence system in front of you and still pretty reliably afford it i'm saying yeah i, I yeah all right <laughs> you're you're right Anyways, you're right matt we're um, playing we're we're, we're rolling <laughs> we're, we're playing the odds in this soul guide because if we don't we would just be saying yeah carriers and blue tech is good i suppose i don't know that i that it, it was my thought is i i i see hey man and i did I it as hakan in my recent game hakan's not soul but soul makes good money around one is yeah, the main I mean, point i'm saying if you open yourself up to the possibilities really really cool stuff can happen i'm and i wasn't trying to say that was um impossible yeah it's know? more christmas land than warfare which is i think your point warfare is not yeah. very christmas landy and and, and yeah, tech that, is a bit more the the i i think i generally push back on round one strategies that have to do with a lot of like multiple timings happening mm -hmm. and the reason i wanted to talk about that warfare one is i feel like i'm like oh this is kind of timing resistant it is yeah like it's yeah agnostic. like we, we can wait very late <laughs> yeah and then do this and because I feel like any time a cool round one play comes up, it's like the problem is going to be different cards going off at the right time. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But let's talk about tech in general. Uh, and this this will actually for once be a pretty short section. <laughs> um, core tech I want to highlight is, of course, gravity drive. It's already come up over and over and over yep. in this. Uh, Advanced carrier two is the other one. And that's it. Yep. Our core tech path is that. Once we have that, I would say like our position 
is decent. Are we going to get more tech? Well, of course we are. Mm -hmm. But I think we're pretty much like doing just fine at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say we we lack for much of anything, and I think you could win a whole game just with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, why not Spec Ops 2? I want to talk about <laughs> why there isn't really a point to it. Yeah. I think gen synthesis is kind of unimportant, the, the re-roll, the mm -hmm. get it back on your home system thing. It's not that it's useless. It's just like I can also just build infantry at home. Yeah. I, I have six production at home. Right. I'm probably going to build you know, more stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that the mech exists. Mm -hmm. So if we want to be even punchier on the ground, we already have access to something that will allow us to do that. Yeah. And spec ops two is not that. Right. Um, so I, you know, I feel like it's not really an argument at this point. I think most people have accepted that like spec ops two is just not that important. Yeah. But I just wanted to throw it out there as like, this is a thing of like it's just kind of win more well, it's, unimportant yeah i would i would categorize it as like spec ops 2 is kind of like maybe an okay tech but there are other okay techs that don't require you to skip a green or research another green right like obviously we don't want right. to just like research two greens to get spec ops 2 but if we did have the green skip there's just other things we could be spending our extra tech on right there's there's so many other better tests yeah. than spec ops 2 that you're about to list all of them off there's just so yeah. many better things than spec ops 2 it's true I, and i'll say this for for once we're not really going to talk about tech skips yeah. this week right soul is not very tech skip dependent doesn't really matter what tech skips you have in your slice um i would just go for raw value and don't worry you know when in a drafting situation i don't care yeah. I, I i don't need a yellow skip i don't need a i don't yeah no, the skips nothing yeah. Um, but let's talk about supplemental tech. So blue tech, all of them are on the list. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. Uh, Sling relay in particular is great. Blue logistics can help you lock up the game uh, in the you know in a late round uh, imperial situation. Mm -hmm. Like I always say, uh, light wave is going to help you utilize your hero even better. Uh, Det is going to help you roll the dice on more stuff yeah. just to get even more good things happening to you. Um, but I, yeah, I if mean, anything I for once, DET is like actually like lasted my order here. Like because you already started with a blue, you don't need to research like a base yep, thing to get true. there. And all the other stuff is like I see it paying off a bit more because again, we're like a decent faction. It's not like I need to draw that secret from the frontier deck or whatever. I don't need the command counters from the frontier deck. Like there's a lot of stuff in that deck where it's like it'd be great to have that, but I definitely don't need it. It's not saving me from anything. Right, right. Um, green tech. I really just want to talk about biostems. I got mm. nothing else to say about any other tech mm. that's green. Um, biostems combos really well with sling relay. So BLT had some really good uh, pre errata about biostem sling relay, which is essentially this. The more start of turn windows we hit, <laughs> the more military support we can sell. I, my brain so, hadn't pieced it together yet. That's so stupid and hilarious and fun and wonderful. Yeah. So when you was so slinging, that's a turn. Biostims, that's another turn for sling. Yeah. So we want to do that basically. You, I, I will say one thing overall with Soul is that we have a lot of tokens. We want to really always make sure that we have just as many yeah. strategy tokens as we need for that round because we want to get rid of them yes. quickly so we can start mil military supporting. That 
is when orbital drop is the most useful, right? Oops, I put I put too many. Got too many. In Let's the throw strategy. Them away. All right, yeah. I guess I guess I'll get two free infantry. Darn. Right. right. <laughs> Just to burn it and and it's like next turn now uh, I'll make that money back or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Biostim Sling Relay is a really good tool because basically you can probably get all of your necessary capital ships out just with that. Um, and then every time you actually activate your home system to build, you are just building fighters and infantry. That's all you care about. And you build six at a time. You're spending three to just plop down more stuff. In that case, you honestly probably want a forward dock because yeah. you just want to be pumping out more and more right. uh, things if at all possible. Yeah. Um, Yellow Tech. I think ScanLink is great. This is exactly the type of stuff we can invest our command tokens into. We've got extra tokens. We've got extra economy. Let's just explore more. Let's get more attachments in yeah. case that becomes relevant or whatever. Predictive intelligence uh, is always a good tech. I would say not the most important thing for Soul because yeah. we would have to skip into it. And I really just don't care. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we, we don't need that level of... Uh, you know, I can't come up with some sort of really cool thing predictive uh, enables specifically us to do. I think you're just ahead in general. So that a level of versatility of moving your tokens around. Uh, I don't know. We, we don't we're not starved. Yeah. You know, I, I will note that predictive intelligence does have a bit of synergy with the hero. I, I think the big thing that makes uh, soul go from a faction that's good for like a new player to like a. Uh, this will this could be a, a a winner of the finals kind of faction. The kind of play it all revolves around the hero, right? If if you right. can do like the trickiest, slickest stuff with the hero, that'll be your game winning maneuver. And right. I see the one advantage to predictive being like, I had a bunch of tokens and tactics uh, for the round. I've been stalling things out. I've been sending ships kind of all over, and then. I pull all those tokens off the board. I still had a few in tactic or whatever. Like I'm just like like hard stalling. I can pull on the turn at the end of my turn when I pop the hero. I can pull more tokens into fleet at the last minute and all that stuff that got spread out because sure. I just needed the token. I just needed to over invest in tactics because I'm doing the stall, but then I didn't need the full extent of that stall. I reconvert all of that into fleet pool. And now the finishing move that the hero was setting up for is that much more powerful or whatever. Yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, if we're talking, let's, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so you could, if you wanted to, uh, not have any strategy tokens so you can sell mill support early in the round <laughs> and then predictive the the tokens into strategy that you're then going to use to follow so you could get a, a, a action one military support sale and then say just kidding now i have all my strategy tokens because it is an end of turn window mm -hmm. for predictive um, so yeah, there you go. That's I don't think mine was making. that goofy. I think mine was pretty. I thought mine was a, a pretty. Uh, I wasn't making fun of okay. it. I, you're you're fine. You're you're <laughs> safe here. I'm just saying, you're like, safe. if you're yeah, you don't you don't have to react that way. What I'm saying is, if we're gonna put our theory craft hats on, sure. then I want to get mine. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. I was trying to. I, I'm trying to do a very blue lead. collar. Yeah, yeah. Tech, tech <laughs> path thing. I try to a keep it simple. Color. Sure. Sure. Um, Red tech, no, yeah, none. Leave me alone. Good day, sir. <laughs> Not a single one. What about AI dev? No. Yeah. You don't need for what? For <laughs> what? Just get if you need dread two, get a yellow. Just uh -huh. get a yellow, right. and then you're done. 
like it's take fine. what's yours <laughs> take what's yours and the other thing is like you you shouldn't be struggling resources wise so you don't need all the little extra juice that ai dev gives you yep. i'd rather have something like Scanlink that gives me like extra w- all kinds of stuff i don't even know what it's going to yield me mm-hmm. i that's what i'm saying is like soul has such a good economy that i'm wanting to play a little bit of roulette I'm wanting to like let's spin the wheel a little bit. Yeah. Let's not just try and have an even better economy. Like we're going to do fine in that right. in that arena. Invest your economy in odds to win, not in yeah. more plastic you didn't need. <laughs> you right. you'll just at this point you will actually just run out of production capacity to keep up with the money you have. You yeah. cuz you're building mostly fighters. Like you're just going to run out of space in the space docks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um unit upgrade wise um i think fighter 2 is relevant we can research it always from round one although we don't need we we shouldn't be researching it round one no unless you get some like weird objective that it becomes like very important Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't bother uh dreadnought 2 is fine uh depending on what the matchup is sometimes we just need to like hit harder and sometimes bombardment is actually important Mm -hmm. um but overall i don't think you need either of these to be honest i think i think advanced carrier 2 will Get it all done for you. Even Dreadnought 1s will suffice to kind of supplement everything. And you just use the gravity drive on that yeah. uh, one Dreadnought or whatever. Or, or don't even do that at all and just do the flagship. And that's your that's your punch. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just uh, hit points. Uh, which, by the way, hit points is what decides the outcomes of battles. Yeah. Is how many hits you can take most of the time. So there you go. I would even say fighter two is something i think i consider a lot like i think i i maybe even over like uh fighter two as a tech for for a lot of factions because for me the biggest uh, trial with it is like it's not like the um it's not like the not being a part of capacity matters usually because then they just apply to fleet supply so that's that's not a factor but the ability to like very easily kind of micromanage what fighters are staying behind to be a part of a defense and what's going like the fact that a fighter can move to a place and then become a part of a capacity i think is the useful part of fighter two and i think with soul it's sitting right there it's a tech i would always almost always get like because the the lizard part brain in in me just like does that like the the knee-jerk reactions to get it but you have like such a capacity bonus that you you don't even feel yourself needing that little maneuverability. Uh, so right. that's that's sort of my thing is like with ghosts or other factions where I want fighter two, it's about maneuverability of of getting stuff where it needs to be to then be a part of the fight. With soul, it's like it, they're always where they need to be. They're with the right. big ships that carry lots of stuff, so they get to go wherever else they need to go, and and it just kind of works itself out. It just works, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's worth talking about fighter two and dreadnought two as possibilities. But I think. Um, you know, it's a little more niche as far as when they are important. Mm-hmm. If you need to gum, it's important. Yeah. If you need to score uh, those like annoying control objectives where you need to like be somewhere where there's no planets, like Fighter 2 might help you do that. Yeah. Also, like can potentially combo well with the hero and allow you to like mm-hmm. keep making attempts at various uh, places. And then you're like kind of only restricted by how many ships you have, which yeah. is Fighter 2 helps you get around that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for tech and a smooth. A smooth tech conversation. Not <laughs> not a whole lot to really say. Honestly, it's blue I think the tech, and nobody's going to give us pushback for that. That's the best part. Right. Everyone in the world agrees like, yeah, blue tech does look pretty good here, huh? <laughs> right. 
And Biostim Sling, uh, this is another faction that gets a lot out of Biostim Sling. So there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about trading and let's talk about the values of uh, of what... Of stuff. Of this, of this stuff. <laughs> and we've been kind of talking about this all game, but uh, my suggested sale price for military support is one trade good. Yeah, right. That's how I do it. Yeah. I, you just want to trade it as many times as you can. Um, and one trade good is like the cheapest you could possibly charge for it. Right. I mean, I wouldn't charge less than a trade good, whatever that would be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I see that happen though. Like in, in like weird, complicated deals, someone's like, well, I, I'll do this for two promises of military support or whatever, right? People love yeah. to get really non-binding with military support. Right. I'm thinking of you, Nine of Spades. You get crazy with this thing. You're like, you're you're hawking, you're writing checks you know you won't cash later. It's like, I'll give you three military supports within the next two rounds. And it's like, I am not going to remember any of that. So I don't like that deal at all. Uh, yeah. So There's a lot of people that, that don't, like non-bindings are starting to break down in yes. my brain, everybody. Yeah. Like they are kind of, not great um because as soon as you meet somebody that doesn't hold to them you're like oh yeah this is we've just been playing this all this on faith bad. yeah and so it's it kind of it kind of starts falling apart um but yeah uh one trade good for military support is mm -hmm. dope uh or like yeah some sort of favor um i think the alliance is tough to figure out because like claire gibson is nice but it's not great Mm -hmm. um i would sell it for like maybe two i would try and get two trade goods out of it yeah or a trade good and then some sort of cookie yeah um or just a a, a swap with another like mid-tier commander i think generally the thing about claire gibson is you got to recognize when somebody could actually get some use out of it which is if they're trying to defend some control objectives mm -hmm. um so for for there might be a player that wants it yeah so you have to kind of recognize who that is and where they are at. Um, but I want to also mention like alliances that we might get special use out of. Mm -hmm. um, the Ghost Alliance, which we've been talking about. We've been talking about the Ghost Commander a lot on the show lately because we just realized it was good recently. <laughs> um, but getting extra fighters by moving through wormholes. Obviously, if we have a wormhole in our slice, we're going to get a lot of use out of that. Yeah. We want as many fighters as we possibly can get. And we've got extra capacity for them. So, yeah, let's... Let's get the Ghost Alliance if we can. Um, Sardak Alliance, if somebody gives you this, they've ruined the game for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's really nasty in your hands. I would, I, oh, oh, I'd love to get it. Would yeah. love to get it. Um, Cabal Commander is great because we would love to produce more fighters, more infantry, and this is going to enable us to do it. The Sar Commander is fun if you happen to have a forward dock because like being able to just kind of move your fighter yeah. builds around in in interesting ways is useful um and then of course the nomad because we love our flagship and i would pay four trade goods to save me a little bit of money and get my flagship for some uh, some a cheaper yeah. value i think the sar is the best example here of like a perfect swap where it's like Claire Gibson's not amazing. SAR yeah. is probably not getting amazing alliance deals anyways. SAR's right. alliance is kind of awkward to put into other people's hands. So the two of you can just be like, hey, should we just should we just swap our dumb kind of bad commanders and be yeah. and, and and do quite a bit better on both counts? Like I think it works out for both of you basically. Yeah, if if uh I'll say this. This is like kind of a weird niche case, but since we're kind of talking about a lot of those, because otherwise it's like, it's just going to be boring, right? <laughs> um, 
the Muat commander is kind of cool for us because we have an, an action that we can take mm-hmm. by spending out of strategy. And the situation where that would be cool is a stage two trade ob- objective thing comes out and everybody wants to try and stop us from getting enough trade goods. <laughs> and then we just say like, it, this is not a good way to do this, but I can get a few more trade goods and mm. suddenly I can get to 10 or whatever. So, I mean, that is uh, definitely a niche consideration. And the only way that's going to work out is if you already got it. But, you know, if you can't get any of these and you can't get any of the good ones, I would just take Muats just for some money, yeah. you know? So yeah. there you go. Uh, can we talk about some agendas that get special consideration with Soul? We're, t- we're talking about a very vanilla sounding faction. So it's interesting to me to try to mark like what stuff uh, Soul cares about in a special way. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. What you, what's the first one you got for us? Uh, you've listed out conventions of war. Four players cannot bombard units against uh, that are on cultural planets against each player that voted against discards all of their action cards. Conventions of war is a really funny one that four always passes because the against is incredibly yeah. hard to make happen. Yeah, and I just like to note that bombardment is one of the only ways to deal with yep. soul. Turning it off on some of the planets is always a win for you. Yep. So yeah, I yeah. like conventions of war for soul it's real good can i note the craziest thing about conventions of war here cultural planets uh three of those are legendary legendaries yep Mm -hmm. and uh two of them are in wormholes that then mean you like have access to stuff this law is like not a joke the cultural planets are like wickedly important to the game so this this is such a nasty law actually that i don't think it's talked enough about because it's such an auto pass like it's it is forced to come into play but i think it actually really jacks up very important parts of the game except for then everybody forgets that it's um in play and then you bombard cultural planets anyways (laughs) well yeah we're gonna remember from now on i'm remembering all the stuff that's my new goal um but yeah next one is economic equality which of course everybody already knows about yeah but i just like to highlight that we're rich so we don't like it yeah we don't of course we're doing a capitalism we don't want you know a socialism essentially we've been we've been saving up trade goods for the the stage two on like a lot of the time uh next you've got executive sanctions law for each player can have a maximum of three action cards in their hand and against each player discards one random action card from their hand oof yeah we got neural we like the action cards um i concur with cody that we should be uh investing in having a great hand Mm -hmm. of action cards so no executive sanctions is bad we don't like it either way we don't like either outcome but obviously the four is worse so we'll take that against please yeah uh prophecy of ix is a law elected player the player gains this card the owner of this card applies plus one to the result of their fighters combat rolls when the owner of this card uses production they discard this card unless they produce two or more fighters yeah we love this um (laughs) don't let soul get this it's pretty cool Uh, i got no problem building fighters i'm gonna build fighters every time anyways Um, and a plus one is just always good um obviously you know i'm not recommending fighter two so i don't love a plus one that much Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think that if you can get this for cheap or get this on the sly uh it is uh it's it's best in your hands possibly obviously it's probably even better than nalu's hands but it's really good in your hands yeah Uh, next was regulated conscription the law for when a player produces units they produce only one fighter or infantry for its cost instead of two gross against no effect even grosser oh i hate a no effect (laughs) 
Yeah, we hate the four. Um, we don't want the four. Obviously, the against is the way to go here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. This one, you almost argue when everybody's suffering from this problem, like regulated conscription has that fun quality of if it's like the round three or four agenda, right? Anybody who's been investing in the infantry all game long is suddenly like, oh, I have the advantage. I actually don't need right. to build that many more infantry. Uh, everybody else will now be stifled. Nobody can do the last minute build a bunch of infantry on their home to protect it or whatever. Uh, right. And you still have like orbital drop and military support just went up in money. So I don't know. Maybe I push back on this. Maybe this is kind of cool. If, if it's again in that late later scenario, if you've already invested well in your infantry or whatever. Yeah, but I think like the problem is that one of our strengths is our ability to make just infantry yeah. and fighters and call it a day right like we just don't we're not very capital ship Mm-mm. dependent so i don't like a situation where suddenly my builds just cost more money yeah basically other factions are more capital ship dependent yeah and they're okay with like well i mean i've got my fleet of dreadnoughts or whatever yes um whereas depending on when this comes out you're right if it comes out later if it comes out later though it's almost just unimportant for everybody in- yeah. including soul um but yeah, I think in a in a round one agenda situation, Oof. I don't want to see this. No, I, I don't. Not. I just don't want it to cost more to do business, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, swords to plowshares is the ever uh, present question of is this good or bad? I feel like that debate comes up every single time uh, yeah. this agenda comes out. This is the one where you make money off of killing infantry on planets uh, and what, or you just get one on or every planet. And I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> People think too much about this one. I just roll the roll right. the dice. Do Why are we you making want. the agenda phase take longer on this? This of all yep. things, uh, let's just just move on with our lives. Either either give me the money or give me the infantry, and I think either way, I'm happy. Yep. So always, it's just hard to say. Yep. The only time you care is when like there's a planet everybody's talking about, and losing the infantry there would mean some some nasty person can get in and take the planet too easily or whatever, right? right? But how often is one infantry the difference? It's never. Uh, well, actually, it's half the infantry, right? So sometimes yes that is a big deal if if you're removing too many infantry or whatever uh let's talk about uh objectives on this very good faction and how easy yeah. all of these are gonna be <laughs> yeah i want to take us home now because i kind of feel like we've sort of said everything you it. can say that's mm-hmm. good um but just real quick i'm just gonna wrap i'm gonna rapid fire let's the rest it. of this okay. guy i'll you. stay out of the way <laughs> so we're gonna talk about Stage ones, all the categories. Tech, we're fine with this. We start with two. We have easy unit upgrade access. Uh, control objectives, we got movement. We got punching. We got capacity. Yeah. If we don't have it in our slice, we can go get it. Who cares? Economy, that's great for us. We have a good economy. We've got the tools. Structures is our worst category. We just don't have reasons to grab structures in a world without objectives. Sling plus biostims can kind of make it where we don't need any structures mm-hmm. at all. But hey, you've got extra tokens. Yeah. We've already talked about how you could invest in structures just on the off chance it comes up. Why not do it? Yeah. I don't see why not. You might as well. Yeah. Get the three outside of home and move on. <laughs> Secret objectives. We got action phasers. We got decent options. We do. I will say we kind of have this weird thing of like we're good at secret objectives, but we don't lean towards bombardment anti-fighter barrage or space cannon and that's three right there yeah but we get one of those we have to kind of pivot now is it a pivot we can do absolutely we can do it but i just want to call out like yeah we're good but we got this weird thing where we don't really care about any of those 
Um, control secret objectives. Uh, all decent for us. Four of each type is probably doable with violence most of the time. Get light wave, make it happen. Yeah. Structure, still no. We don't love them. We don't like them. We're not going to do it. Um, you know, again, gamble and then maybe be rewarded for it. Tech, action text is easy and fine. Uh, four colors, that's great. Whatever. You're in range um, of both. You're not automatically necessarily doing both, but you're always in range of both, right? Yeah. Is the thing. <laughs> you can you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, economy, I kind of don't like five dreads mm -hmm. and I sort of don't like produce on mass. That's it's like produce on mass is cooler because it's like, yeah, we would love to produce like a whole bunch of fighters at mm. once. But I think six at home is pretty survivable with sling as a supplement. Like you're going to get a lot of your stuff out. Yeah. Um, I like that we have an easy time doing nine ground forces on one planet. God, what an easy <laughs> objective for us to do. So nuts yeah. that it's really easy to do that one. Um, I don't really love building like a lot of mechs. Like mm -hmm. mechs have not really been talked about much because they're kind of like situational for soul where it's like I build a mech if there's a nut I need to crack. Yeah. I don't just throw them into builds all willy-nilly. Yeah. But I do want to point out that mechanize the military is really fun to score with orbital drop. <laughs> um, it's expensive still, yeah. but it's just funny that we can just be like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll plop that over there yeah. and then yeah. you know I build one at home and then now I'm halfway done whatever yeah. it's cool that you can like pivot to it whereas most factions have to build mechs and as they go throughout the game and yeah. do all the annoying yeah it's a it's a horrible like paper trail to get them where they need to go whereas yeah with with soul it's like oh I drew this in round five and I'll find time to score it in round five it'll happen yeah um okay stage twos uh, tech, uh, two and four colors is lame for everybody, and it's lame for us. Uh, three unit upgrades is fine. Economy uh, objectives, very chill. Structures objective, horrible. Yeah, you're not gonna I do don't those. care how much you're investing in structures, you don't have that many structures as soul ever. Um, my favorite, obviously, are the stage two control objectives for soul. That hero is so cool yeah. for making those happen. Uh, there's like rule distant lands that's cool for the hero uh just controlling planets in general uh that's cool for not just the hero but also you know we get daddy's girl involved in that mm -hmm. one we got claire gibson involved in that one um it's they're good all right i don't know are you still is anyone listening at this <laughs> is point anybody still here is it just is hunter and i here? shouting into the wind <laughs> am i talking to myself now they're good and they play like a breeze okay you're gonna have a good time yep. and uh that's it i don't know what else to say i'm yep. exhausted talking about this you, um you so did a great I, job, I quit listen i quit listen i don't need to talk about it anymore you, yeah we don't ever have to necessarily do a soul guide again unless like we got a codex unless dane on a lark was like let me do a codex where i just like completely upend soul for no reason dane if you codex soul at any point i will come over you know what i mean <laughs> i'm coming to your house i'm not gonna i'm not this is not a threat i'm just saying like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to be in the room with you uh -huh. because i'm gonna need to talk to you about it okay <laughs> And I'm going to need to look you in the eye as you explain to me why you did that. Why you would, okay, why so would you need that, yeah. Absolutely. No soul, like no omega components for soul, mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. There's other things that, you know, we need, but not that. It's basically. okay to have an easy faction, everyone. Yeah, That's my it's big fine, thing. People. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of people complaining about soul being boring because I like them and it makes me feel stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> Stop making Matt feel stupid, Leave everybody. I like yeah. easy stuff. I like things That's my that conclusion. aren't complicated. My concluding statement is leave my friend alone. Stop making him feel stupid. Now let's do the rundown. <laughs> I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeam and Shimu, Brassbird, Cabal, Soul, Kalu, and Daryl, Carnal, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Emlashevsky, Absol, Arwise, and Tang. And I want to thank our Teensy Sprouts, Kraken, Portmandia, Hercules, Savant, and Vince. You can rate this podcast on places where you rate podcasts. I saw someone give a really good suggestion this week of what your rating should include. Your rating should be rating the myriad of ratings our show has we have the most eclectic batch of reviews and i'd like a review that's like man what a great spread of uh things to talk about in this review section what a wonderful review section to peruse through on the space cats podcast wow five stars the best (laughs) reviews in in on the apple podcast i have not listened to the show yet but i feel like i've been getting a lot of good uh recommendations no plans to listen to the show um but i do feel i see a lot of really good writing here and i just want to say everyone in this in this review section doing a great job five stars let's start a little community just a, a little forum board that exists in the ratings sections and of course five stars is the best way to make your post come up on the top so just start a conversation so find someone else's review and just respond to it with your own five-star review just role play like you're some grandma and it's like my my grandson jeffrey told me to come give the space cats pizza rules five stars now i want i I want you to cosplay as a grandma and it's it's you come in and you do you're doing a google search five stars good recipe for muffalata I think I think you should give us five stars and just give us um, advice on how to make the show better. Oh, I think sure. that would be funny if it was five stars, but it's all constructive criticism. Uh-huh. It's like this show is great, but the problem with it is that no one needs it. <laughs> <laughs> it has, the problem is it doesn't need to be here, but I love it. Five it, stars. Yeah. We are that, you yeah. know, we, we are definitely in that category of mm-hmm. internet content mm-hmm. of just like existing in spite of, uh, of, well, existing in spite. We're existing <laughs> in spite, I would say. Five stars <laughs> existing in spite, Space Cats, yeah. Peace Turtles. Yeah. You can also send us this Imperium Life Stories to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. Uh, we have a slew of stuff coming up this week. I wanted to throw in, uh, I'm kind of excited for this Thursday's, U- we don't like, I don't plug the YouTube very often here, probably should do it more often, but. Yeah, this week I've committed myself to making a guide to map making video. So I haven't made it yet. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, I just we decided yesterday to make it. So yeah. uh, expect that for Thursday uh, to be a guide to map making, whatever that means. I don't I don't even know yet. I I, I it, it's funny because it's good timing. I need to start working on the prelims slices. Right. So I think this will just right. kind of be the beginning the i'll plant the seed for that uh but yeah i don't know keep an eye on the youtube the youtube's got great stuff these days there's been a lot of extra editing happening over there uh if if you didn't pay attention we've had a lot of videos where we've edited it down like it's like a it's like an hour and a half long coverage of hunters qualifier games so uh go to the youtube check those out see see what you think yeah um i also want to call out so this is the last month if you want um what is going to be the teensy sprouts Mm -hmm. uh commemorative pin which we already have like kind of a loose design for although it's not finalized uh by our artist uh son sanders uh who is a genius yeah to be honest i think the teensy sprouts 
Kind of. I mean, Mama's Lovely Larva, that pin really looked good. great. <laughs> it's really good. Heansy Sprouts is going to be really fun. And obviously, uh, next year, we will roll over into whatever the new mm-hmm. uh, commemorative pin will be for the $50 tier. Yep. Uh, so if you're trying to jump in on that, uh, that just letting you know, this is your last month to try and get a hold of that one. And obviously, we'll be doing uh, another shipment of uh, Weird Bear jerseys for some of our new uh, Weird Bears. We don't have as many to do this year, which is great for me because <laughs> that's less shipping work yeah, I got to do. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, and I want to thank everybody uh, for the ongoing support. Of I mean, it, yeah. it changes. It's changed our life. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of uh, Yinsterhood, uh, I haven't even messaged you all yet, but I would like to do one of my super annoying Friday games. I know that those are especially hard for people to make, but hey, I'm trying to play a game uh, with the Yinsterhood on Friday. So if you do happen to be available, keep an eye on the Yinsterhood Discord channel uh, and come join me. Come play. I think I need to play as Clan of Sar. Uh, so yeah. maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. I don't know. But uh, come on down yeah, and Matt try. Gets, <laughs> Matt, Matt's coming hot off his uh, tournament win, and now he's like, um uh so i gotta do a bunch of clan of sar games yeah. uh, sorry you know what's uh, convenient is my clan of sar or my my tournament win was clan of sar so uh oh. i don't know a proven victory under my you're under kind my of belt. a sar kind expert. of a sar expert uh actually it yeah. was a disaster of a sar game i'll say that much yeah the, the the proof is in the pudding that sar can hold out under a lot of really excruciating circumstances <laughs> oh yeah but i mean most great sar games are a disaster where they win yeah yeah and that's exactly yeah, that's a good sar game i also want to say uh, galactic counselors uh, we are going to have a poll for you in January. So for right now, we're just we, we've me and Matt have a very defined roadmap. We got uh, next week we're doing my qualifier report type episode. Yep. Uh, and then we've got the hoot nanny. Oh, we've man. got the holiday spectacular. Oh, man. We've got we've got stuff on the books. Okay. Um, and then January is going to be sort of the beginning of uh, a, a slightly new arc for Space Cats yeah. Turtles, and accompanying that arc will be a galactic council poll yep. uh for a new galactic council episode so um galactic counselors uh hang out um and uh homebrewers guild i'm very sorry i let you down i told you on this podcast i said i'm going to do the lazax homebrew game on uh it was supposed to be on last saturday yep. it did not happen uh because uh <laughs> i mean i don't want to overshare Sure. But how about this? How about I won't tell you what happened, but I will explain to you that, you know, your landlord can raise the rent however much they might want to. Like, if you rent... Now, I mean, there are some protections in some cities, uh-huh. but there is a possibility that your landlord might come at you with just a wild number yeah. that you did not expect. Yeah. And that it can be shocking mm-hmm. to learn that you might have to move in less than 30 days. Yeah. Um, now, of course, do I actually have to move in less than 30 days? No. <laughs> but it's weird to know that you might be, you might have to uh, fight a legal battle <laughs> with a person. None of this has anything to do with. I'm just giving. Uh, we're just dropping little hints. Just I'm just, ta- little, I, it's just I'm talking hint. here. It's just completely it's unrelated. Hard to tell what you're talking about, but it's it's you know, really hard to hints. tell what I'm talking. I know I'm being so vague right now. <laughs> I'm just saying the number <laughs> could be 
just wildly unbelievable <laughs> just kind of like a like a wild swing like wow uh-huh. we were having a lot of fun with that weren't we <laughs> we were just kind of wow you just sort of picked a number that's crazy for you mm. wild you get to just that oh and any number can go there any, and then you find out yeah just pretty much any number uh can go there mm-hmm. uh even unbelievable numbers essentially <laughs> irrational numbers uh-huh. is what i would call them yeah. um uh, but yeah, so uh, that's kind of bad news, uh, and on a you know not not with not a lot of time uh, to think about it or do anything about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I that I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> so I I am trying to make it happen on uh, this Sunday, uh, which of course is December 10th. I'll I'm going to try and do the Last X game. I'm talking to Wecker about it. I'm doing a lot of Wecker uh deserves all the credit in the world for um all of the best homebrew stuff yeah um and uh for example on saturday i'm going to be uh playing a game with featuring wecker um featuring uh their uh they have like a bingo version (laughs) of twilight imperium if you and don't if you don't know Wecker, first off, you haven't been paying attention to streams and, and Space Cats Peace Turtles closely enough. I encourage you to to watch the weird bear stuff more often. But uh Wecker also did uh the community plays, like was managing community plays TI for a long time and did that famous shoots and ladders Twilight Imperium game. I'll let you work out what that could possibly mean. And I would I would say uh, Twilight Imperium Bingo follows a very similar logic in terms of yeah. just trying to to adapt other games into TI. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I mean, if you read about it and it's oh man, it's crazy. Um, so uh, it's gonna be exciting. So that will be on uh, Saturday, probably starting around uh, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Eastern. We don't have a solid time yet as of recording. Um, but there you go. I got I got you a Saturday stream. I got you a Sunday stream. They're both homebrew. So. I under, you know I said I was gonna try and make it up to y'all, and this is my way of doing that. I'm giving you two two home brews. I'm giving you a weekend of home brew, yep. basically, which yep, is yep, not yep. not normal for me. So th- there you go. That's, that's uh, all I got. I'll throw this out there. Something else for the Galactic Council that I think we both forgot about until this moment. Uh, we do have another idea for for a December poll for the Galactic Council because as hunter said we have a hootenanny coming up we have the faction oh yeah ranking. i did forget about this uh we hunter and i every single year do a sort of tier list or ranking of all the factions it's our way to sort of keep our finger on the pulse of the meta and how new you know strategies for factions have been uncovered or mo- new things have been learned and we kind of always uh every year change what we say uh, about how good factions are and it's always very serious business is that what it is and it's always very mathematical uh, hmm. and it's it's considered right uh i thought i thought it was just our opinion based <laughs> and and that we're very flippant and fickle <laughs> I don't know I'm what you're sorry. talking about. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But th- this- uh, okay. No, you're right. You're right. It's a measured. Mm-hmm. We're kind of taking the temperature. Yes. Yes. I mean, who could know more than us? Exactly. I mean, Matt is a tournament winner. <laughs> and uh, Hunter is uh, not. <laughs> question mark. Well, I'm a tournament loser that that was able to make up for oh, time. You know I what see. I mean? I'm uh-huh. a turn tournament loser that that kind of did some makeup work. Yeah. I you see. know. I see. Uh, um, well, I'm absolutely one of the worst Twilight Imperium players of all time. And you can, and and let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there that's made it clear that they agree with that. Um, stay tuned for next week where I get my revenge. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna to do a poll yep. of your your hot take. Well, it's not really a. I guess it's a poll, so there's no room for hot takes. Just tell us what yeah. you think. You're, we're is gonna the we're gonna give you a piece ranking. of the pie uh, in the episode, and we will get, we will give the community's opinion 
on what the the you know how the factions shake out and everything yeah uh, so that will that will be a fun addition to the formula of our hootenanny so keep an eye on the patreon page for a poll asking what factions you think are the best yes um and i think that a reason that it's a good idea to do this is so that we can be critical of y'all's uh <laughs> takes and yeah. you know post like kind of yeah, and kind of just come down hard on y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really give you a lot of room to maneuver. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Well, uh, I, look kind of generally to, be... I look forward to people giving long-winded defenses of why they're saying the thing they're saying. And you and I don't read that at all. We just look at the list and respond to the list as if we heard any of the rationale yes. for the way that the list is. So I encourage everyone to post as much as possible about their <laughs> reasonings for why certain factions are higher or and lower. We than others, and we will not read it. We will not read a single oh iota God. of it. I gotta. It, can I change the priorata right now to this? <laughs> so I want to. I'm okay. So I just want to say, for the record, I mean, a lot of people don't even listen to the show. They're just part of the community, and that's fine. Um, we made it very clear that that's actually, I mean, that's what, how I would do it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to change the priorata to make it just about the Hootenanny. Uh-huh. And then I'm making a promise right now that I, me and Matt, are not going to read a single word of it. <laughs> I'm changing the priorata to that. Like, get, and yes. I, I'm going to, I'm really going to bait it. I'm going to yeah. write out a thing like, give us your hot takes. Explain yep. why the ranking needs to be. Tell I want everything. in depth. I want... I want articles. I want paragraphs, my friends. And then I promise me and you as just a way to, it's just a way for us to To kind of get to sit in your seat (laughs) for just a minute. Uh, We're not going to read a single word of it. I solemnly (laughs) swear I will not read a single word of the Priorata channel for this year's Hootenanny. Not one word of it will be read. And this is and this is how you build communities. Yes, you talk yes. over each other and you ignore <laughs> everything each other says. This yeah. is community building at its finest. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, all right. Well, I feel good about that. Yeah, I think that I is. Uh, I I feel great about that. Um, and <laughs> and you know, if you, I'll say this. You know, if you're if you're cool, um, and you know if you're cool, I'll say that. If I'm saying, you know, yeah. if you know if I think you're one of the cool ones, yeah, you know. Brassbird there's like knows. two of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Brassbird. Brassbird would never do this, though, by the way, what I'm about to suggest. If you're cool, you can message me your takes, and I will read them. Oh, interesting. But if you're cool. Now, Brassbird is cooler than needing to message me uh-huh. his takes. Uh-huh. Like, Brassbird is not going to... Brassbird's probably not going to fill out the form. Brassbird's not listening to this right now. Uh-huh. So he is not going to be like, oh, stuff. I can I can rank all the factions. That's cool, bro. I'm not going to, though. Brassbird will make a <laughs> meme about ranking factions and never yeah. release a rank. <laughs> right. Right. It is going to be, by the way, we are asking for, it's going to, basically the way it's going to be set up is you just rank them all in an order. It's not a tier. You you're not making a tier list. You're just yeah. rank all 25 factions right. in, in an order. Oh, It'll be one of them ding dang fancy dancy Google Forms. <laughs> Matt's up Ooh. to his Google Form shenanigans again, and then yeah. I'll make an Excel sp- or a Google Sheets spreadsheet based on it that will then spit out some nonsense of information that we will kind of barely will half use. Yeah, um, I'm excited that actually uh, next week we don't have to just talk about my experiences mm-hmm. in the tournament. We can talk about your experience in the acing tournament in tournament sure. I, I didn't even realize that that was going to be an option that and here we go option. of course yeah 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 it'll be your opportunity to really break down 
the things that make you you know that level of player uh-huh. you know yeah i can really get d- dig deep the greatness like the, juice the the <laughs> greatness juice gross yes <laughs> yeah that's what i mean hey that's what you're drinking every morning right come drink my good milk good night folks <laughs> we can't that's you want to end on that that's gross i don't i don't think that that's really i don't think that really fits with the tone of the show i think that's gross uh i don't i mean but what sucks is it was so gross that i'm just kind of out now so it's just like I, I don't have a i have no retort yeah see that's why it's like that's why you start it and i kind of end it you know uh-huh. and so like because when i end something well i'm trying to come up with like the best bit i have uh-huh. uh and then when you end a bit or end a, an episode you say something like drink my good milk that's what you got <laughs> that's we can't trust your your prefrontal that all the the joke stuff in the prefrontal lobe <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there that i don't i don't think we everybody needs to hear you know like and it's not good for the brand or the tone of the show <laughs> i've tried to tell you this before is like that yeah i you know i think it'd be hilarious to watch you do like an hour of improvised comedy <laughs> because i think i mean i think you 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 got a lot of good comedy skills like you're great at voices you got good character work Is that comedy oh okay fun absolutely that's comedy what are you talking about you, you what are you nuts that's absolutely <laughs> great comedy skills i would i would kill to be as good at voices as you are but i know if we had you up there for i don't know 15 to 20 minutes uh-huh something would come out and people would be like what is that <laughs> where did that come from and then you would look at them like well i don't know what that was <laughs> it'd be that kind of thing where I've i don't have control times. here you're on stage and you're like whoa i don't know i don't know what that is and you're like you know i feel weird about that actually and it's like you feel weird we're the ones watching it you know <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>